Yes, people, it's episode 230 of Griff's Brain Dub. It's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? You doing well? I am doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, take a sip of my drink. Uh, it's Sunday, Sunday the 27th of June uh, 2021. And we are um, in the kitchen today. Um, I wonder if it's echoey because I'm in the kitchen. Not sure. But... Doesn't matter. Uh, what, how, how's your week been? What, what has been going on this week? A lot's been going on. I think this is going to be um, more social commentary than I've ever done. Because, well, in, in recent times, a lot of the last parts have just been about me talking about myself because I just haven't paid attention to any news, haven't had any opinion on anything. And I think now, just because I've just been out gigging more um, and the world's starting to get a bit back to normal, People just out and about, you're starting to get more stories, starting to get more things happening. Whereas before, I just had enough of social media, enough of the news, and I'm like, I just can't interact with any of these bollocks anymore, right? Now, I think now, when I think about the start of my comedy, I always used to want to be talking about something topical all the time. Uh, you know, I used, what I used to do, right? I used to read the Metro on the way to the gig, find a story in there, or you know, work out what the big story was of the day or the week. Especially of the moment, the zeitgeist try to capture that and try to make a joke about something. Just express some sort of an opinion on it. Um, and where I've not been out, where I've not been watching the news, where it's just all got a bit too uh, either samey or predictable. It, you know, just this side versus that side, whatever it is. I'm just like, I can't be asked. I can't be asked. There's no, there, there's funny there, but it's. I don't get drawn into one side or the other, so I can't be bothered. Whereas these recent weeks, whatever's happened in my head internally or outside of me watching news and stuff, I've, I've, my interest has been piqued by things that have been happening, things that have been aguaning, if you will. Um, so, yeah, but how's my week been, though, before I get into the rest of the world? Uh, gigged on Wednesday, um, went well, it was at Mother's Ball in Homerton, um, which was a fun gig. Um, I was at the end, though, um, which is not headlining. Don't, she never sold it to me as headlining, so it's fine. But I was, <laughs> I was at the end of the gig. So what some people do, they'll say, oh, you're, you're headlining. Um, he- what headlining means is you have a longer time, you get paid. Um, you know, that's, that's headlining. Um, but what going at the end is, is you do the exact same time as everyone else. You just happen to be last on the list. So I went at the end. <laughs> but um, but Friday, um, Thursday, went football training. My knee didn't fall apart. Didn't have any tape on my knee either, but I still need to do the physio um, on that. But it's getting better. It's feeling better. Oh, I just need to keep doing the physio. Otherwise, it will just become one of those issues. I'm just one of those people that has a dodgy knee. You know, I'll go down. The fifth minute, it's like, is it your knee, Dal? Yeah, it's the knee again. It's fat. It's my knee. Of course it's my knee. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, it's my knee. It's gone again. No. Not, no. Just I'm going to get fix it properly. Um, so that's what I did on Thursday. Friday, I gigged um, in Vauxhall. And that was fun. Um, got some jokes off about the stuff that's going on that we'll talk about in the pod. Matt Hancock spoke about that. So, um, yeah. Uh, just get, feel like I'm getting back into the groove of things again. Um, 
well, yeah, just get on stage and just chat shit. That's what we're doing. Um, right, that's been my week. Um, what was it yesterday? Yesterday, watched football, met my mate um, in town, watched football. Yeah, and then today's just doing the pod. Now, what has been going on uh, in the week? Um, what, what, what's caught my attention? The first thing that caught my attention this week was the M&S underwear advert. Um, I didn't actually click on the article. I don't think I will click on the article, which is very ignorant of me. So I want to talk about it from an uninformed place. So the MS article on the Daily Mail, I saw a picture of the Daily Mail website and it said that uh, MS released a range of uh, lingerie that's inspired, inspired by George Floyd. Inspired by George Floyd, you see, and uh, obviously, what the Daily Mail have done, they've capitalised on this new commodity on the internet, um, and it's called white rage. But what they managed to do is they mixed the white rage with the black rage. Black rage has always been there on the internet, internet. You know, they've done it before. They had the the boy in the monkey shirt for H and M. They had the gollywog shoes for Gucci. They've always just had something that just gets the black people going, just gets us going. We start tweeting, retweeting, posting on Instagram, doing stories, doing reels. Where we just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, and just get them the clicks that they need. Right, they just surge up, the, surge up the popularity thing. You know the clicks. No one knows what you're clicking about, but the interactions are there, and then they fly through the roof. They do some little half-assed apology. Uh, we say we're going to boycott wherever it is, and we either do boycott it like some people do, or what we do is we realise we're never going to boycott it, so we don't make too much of a fuss. But we want the world to know we care, so we say something. Um, or, uh, or, we, or we say that because we know we're never going to boycott it, we start arguing for it, start saying that other black people are sensitive, or whatever it is. Like Sainsbury's, it's easy for me to boycott Sainsbury's because I've never lived near a Sainsbury's. So, yeah, I can boycott Sainsbury's. Boycott H&M? Nah. <laughs> nah. I fully justified it. Oh, the mum put the kid in a monkey shirt. That's her issue. She didn't care. She's gone on TV, says she doesn't care. Why am I now going to care? Let me shop at H&M. Gucci? Oh, fuck Gucci. I'm never buying Gucci again. Did I ever buy them before? No. But hey, boycott. Boycotting Gucci. So it's that kind of stuff. And what... uh, So Black Rage has always been there. White Rage is... What they do is they... They make something sound like it's for racism or anti-racism. They chuck in like your white privilege words, words like that, white fragility, all the kind of words that come from, you know, your critical race theory, things that all have a legitimate meaning um, if you actually sit down with someone and have a full conversation. But just as a phrase on its own, unexplained, is really kind of like incendiary. It's like really pisses middle England off they don't get it you know just like what privilege where's my privilege and they they get mad about that no one explains to them what it means and they just get pissed off so that George Floyd BLM BLM's just a Marxist organisation take it to me that's all BLM look I've got nothing against black people I don't like racism either but it's the BLM 
all that stuff. They, they've managed to just, they, yeah, they've put that all in the pot. So now you just drop BLM, George Floyd, anything like that, even to the point now where you just say racism, a white person gets angry. Not all white people, obviously, but do you know what I'm talking about? The white rage, you know, just white person just get angry. So what? Bang! No about racism again. Trying to make me sound like I'm racist. I ain't racist, but these black people need to shut up. So they get white rage. So what they do? They say MNS have released a range runner inspired by George Floyd. That gets the white people going. They're like, ah, oh, what's this? This is bollocks. Why it's inspired by George Floyd? It gets the black people going. Go, ah, what are you pandering? For why are you trying to use jaws for? So they managed to get the white rage and the black rage just all mixed in there, all mixed in there. It's, it's brilliant. It's be- beautifully done. It's like when they took um, Forty Towers of BBC of the iPlayer. He pissed off the black people. Black people, we never asked for this. Was well, this meant to sort out racism? You just taking off some show that we didn't care about. A fire player, it gets the white people going, go, why are they taking off 40 Towers? Classic show, fucking everyone's gone too sensitive, you can't say anything now. It's there you go, just mix the white rage and the black rage together. Oh, it's brilliant, well done. Imagine just get everyone pissed off about different things, but everyone's collectively pissed off. It's really good. And so I didn't click on the article because I don't want to give Daily Mail's the click. That's what they want. And I've come to the conclusion that I bet MS never even said that it's inspired by George Floyd. I imagine it's the most truncated thing ever, where they've probably said, uh, you know, in light of the events of last year, we realise we need to be more inclusive. Uh, and, you know, and the reaction, things such as like Black Lives Matter, the death of George Floyd, uh, Asian hate in America, we need to just be way more inclusive and way more diverse of our products. Therefore, we've released our range of underwear. They probably said something like that. Some, some bollocks that really doesn't matter because all that translates to is we're trying to make more money. We realise people care about this, therefore we want more money. That's what we care about because we're a business. Um, and what makes me laugh is my wife informed me that MS have always had a range of different colour underwear for different skin tones. So she's basically, they're just tagging on to the hot thing at the moment. So goes to the point of let's make more money. And... There is. So MS try to make more money by trying to stay relevant. They've got an old product that they're trying to make relevant. Daily Mail trying to make money by getting clicks on their website, by creating a headline that pisses off white people and black people in equal measures, but differently. And that's how it goes. And, um, and that's, that's why it's been so hard for me to talk about things on stage as a comedian, not because fear of repercussion or anything like that. It's just I can't be asked. I know what's happening. I'm just tired of it. And I haven't been able to articulate it into a funny joke. So I can't be asked to talk about it. But talking about George Floyd, uh, see that Derek Chauvin got uh, t- 22 and a half years in jail. Um, it's one of those ones in it, where no one's ever going to be satisfied. Um, again, your racists are going to be like, well, wh- wh- why has he gone to prison? It wasn't murder. You know, somehow they've managed to just they've shown to rationalise that it wasn't murder. Um, those who that other people in the middle, you know, who are whether they're right leaning or left leaning, but you know they're a bit more towards the centre. Like, yeah, you know, he is guilty, and yeah, he needs a prison sentence. But there was no need for all this fanfare. That's the kind of right leaning people. Yeah, the le- more left leaning people guess this is what I fall in where he's getting his twenty two and a half years. I mean, those are the charges he got. 
so he's got the maximum sentence. He even had some years added on to that maximum sentence. So they've tried to give him as much time as possible based on the crime he was found guilty of. That's me. I'm like, so not much more to talk about it. Then you've got people further on the left who the sentence was never going to be good enough. He should be there for life. He should get the death penalty. I don't know if the death penalty is even um, available in the in the state he's in. Who knows? But people say he needs a death penalty. Then people start bringing up uh, other people in prison for possession of weed. Someone's got like life in prison for possession of weed. I haven't read the details of that case. But again, my, my point, we, we keep doing this. Is, is The remedy isn't, oh, therefore you should give Derek Chauvin life in prison for second degree murder. No, it's that person should never have got life for weed possession. And I don't know the ins and outs of that case. I don't know if there's the person's first offence or third strike in life. I don't know, you know, because certain different states have different laws. So I don't know what it is. But um, but the remedy isn't to break the rules for someone else. Um, or to be over pu- overly punitive with the rules for someone else. It's treat everyone in accordance to the rules. That It's that simple for me. Um, I see there's uproar about George Floyd getting a statue. I mean, what's, what's the uproar about George Floyd getting a statue? I mean, do I think he should have got a statue? No, I don't. I don't think victims should get a statue. I think that's a bit odd. Like, why do you have a statue of a victim? You know, that's... What what story? Like, what what's his Wikipedia? What's George Floyd's Wikipedia? He's a man who got murdered. Like, I'm not being rude. He didn't achieve anything. Like, it's not... He's, I don't know what he stood for. You know, for all we know... He might be one of these people just like, if you just keep your head down and work hard, these black people wouldn't have so many issues. Like, I don't know what his stance was on things. I mean, he's just a victim. It's not like he was a rapper and he's got some music. No? So I don't think he should have a statue. I, I don't think we should have statues like that anyway. I think we should have... Uh, I don't think we should... T- but talking about statues, they've got old statues as well. I don't think we should tear down old statues either. I'm not that person. I think we can change the plaque next to it, add some more context around the person. Um, but I don't think it should be tearing down old statues. What we should be doing is building new statues, building new statues of things we want to see. Aspirational statues. That's what we should be building. Yeah, that's what we should be putting in place. So rather than the statue, like to remember this moment, rather than the statue of George Floyd, you know, who you know, sadly got murdered. Uh, we should have like a statue like Derek Chauvin, like getting butt fucked in prison. There should be something that we want to see, not see, but happen. Yeah? And then we can have arguments about that. We can have arguments about, about, <laughs> about people's political stance. Like, ah, you say you're anti butt fucking, but it seems like that you're uh, actually just pro racist. Like, well, that's what we need to be doing. We need statues like that. That's what we need. I mean, okay, maybe that's too graphic to have in a public park. Maybe just like Derek Chauvin uh, on his knees and then there's like four big black guys around him, just one just stroking the back of his head, caressing it. Like we know what's going to happen when these statues come alive at night, but we don't have to see it. Um, and then, yeah, then maybe, yeah, then that's subtle enough that kids will see the statue and be like, oh, mommy, who's that man on his knees? And why is that man stroking his head? 
And the, the parents could be like, ah, they're just friends. They're just playing. And then they could just move on. I don't know. Then imagine that 100 years time, we've got people protesting. Going, tear down that statue. It's like, no, this is our butt fucking statue. It needs to stay. <laughs> you don't know what this statue means to us. It means to me and my people. This is a significant statue. I think that's what you should do, just keep on building new statues. So as you travel through history and we see just different statues, like, what the hell is this? Now, for all we know, like, you know that like, statues of churches, you've got like gargoyles and that. We think they're all artistic. What if that's just like, nah, it isn't artistic. This is what I actually thought the people who went to this church looked like. You know what I mean? Like, what if that's actually a picture of, of, of like the local MP on the face of that gargoyle? But, you know, we don't know. History's, time's gone. And we're looking back going, oh, this is a piece of art. Like, nah. Mm-mm, no. You know, like, what if, like, the Sphinx, you know, which is, you know, got a human face, lion, lion's body. Has it got wings? Yeah, imagine, imagine that was just like a banterous argument between some two Egyptians. It's like, what do you reckon would happen if, like, a human had sex with a lion? And the guys, yeah, they're looking at each other, like, looking at the other, like, what are you talking about? It's like, what do you look like if a human had sex with a lion? And it's like, mate, are you drunk? It's like, well, that's what I look like. And then this guy goes to university, learns to become a sculptor. And he's and the guy, we need to commission a big sculpture here. What are you going to do? He goes, I've got an idea. We've got this new thing called Sphinx. And I was like, what's the Sphinx? So you'll see. And they shrugged their shoulders. I was like, all right. And then he puts a lion in a human's face. And they're like, ah, damn it. What's wrong with this guy? It's like, it's too big to take down now. It's like, fuck's sake, man. Who let this guy build a statue? Who knows? I don't know where these things come from. Uh, I mean, there's probably a real reason why why <laughs> that statue exists, but we won't know because I won't read about it. And maybe in the future, people won't read about the statue of Derek Chauvin getting butt-fucked in prison, but they'll see it. They'll see it. You can't even deface the statue of someone getting butt-fucked, even. Like, maybe I should stop saying butt-fuck. <laughs> oh, dear. But um, what else has been going on? What else has been going on? Obviously, Matt Hancock. Um, Matt Hancock cheated on his wife uh, with his um, closest aide, Gina Colodangelo. Is it Colodangelo, I think? Yes, it's Colodangelo. Um and yeah, it's caused a massive uproar. People were like, you hypocrite, I haven't hugged my nan. And yeah, you know I mean, and you've seen all the memes like, you haven't hugged your granny, or I've been smashing Fanny, and that's that's just well, like Matt Hancock there. And it's just, it's all great and funny and stuff, but um, nothing's this. I mean, um, I mean, as rule breaks go, the, the only rule he broke was like the no hugging rule, right? You're not allowed to hug. But I know people are smashing all over lockdown. I know these single people. They were just out. Loads of illegal relationships started. Um, I think, like, the big points have been forgotten here. Like how he's apologised to everyone. Except for his wife. Now, does he owe the public an apology to his wife? 
Uh, no, but it'd be good if there was some sort of focus on that. Like if he said, oh, I messed up, I need to, you know, speak to my wife and kids. Then we'd probably go, you have messed up here. If you resign straight away, we've gone, all right, sort your life out though. But what a mess. But I don't know. I think, you know, he's cheated on your wife. You need to speak to your wife, right? I think one of the rudest things he's done though is cheated on his wife with someone much hotter than his wife. Like that is terrible like that's not how you're meant to do it you're meant to give your wife like how is his wife meant to show that pitch to her friends because they were meant to all rally around her and lie go listen martha matt's a piece of shit and the woman he cheated with she's ugly anyway she's a hoe you know they meant to just say all these things they're like that kind of women's solidarity that happens the sisterhood just gets chucked out the window that's what's meant to happen. They're meant to be calling out all of the words they don't want men to call women. Bitch, ho, slag, whore, homewrecker, Jezebel. They're just going to be reading off these words. Yeah? And she's meant to be equal or worse looking than her. So then they can call her an ugly bitch. But what are friends meant to do? Yeah? When Martha's there, go, look at this ugly bitch. And her friend's like, yeah, she's such a bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? Look at this. Disgusting. A hoe. Look at her face. Like, yeah, she's a hoe. That's it. She's like, why are you not saying the ugly? Like, um, I mean, she's not ugly, Martha. Uh, No? And then, um, so that's, that's wrong. Um, then you've got to think about Gina Colodangelo's husband, is it Oliver Tress, who's the CEO and managing director of Oliver Bonas, which is a high market, uh, high street shop, I think. Um, I can't remember what they sell. I've never been in there. I think it's that high end. And um, he, he's a multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire CEO. So when you're trying to break down why Gina and Matt got with each other, it's just like, I don't understand because I'd understand if, you know, he she was married to just Jimmy Regular. And then, you know, Matt Hancock, he's kind of a powerful bloke. He's in government. He's, you know what I mean? He's a front bencher in government. So he's kind of powerful. I, I'll get that. I'll, I'll give him that. Is he competent? No, but powerful. Yeah. So you can't cheat on your powerful, you know what I mean? Six foot plus multi-millionaire husband. I think, what, you can just come back. No, 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 like, you, you're pretty, Gina. But you're pretty for, like, Matt Hancock. You're, you're the right level for your husband. Which means that he can just kick you out, which he did. That, there was no issue for him for that. Because, like, my man's multi-really there. Like, he's not my type. But you can tell he's going to be someone's type, especially with that money. And now he's been the wronged man. Oh. Oh. The hot boy summer he can have. And imagine, he probably already was banging secretaries. And now he's managed to keep that on the low. She would have got half if she found out about him first. But no, she played her move too soon. She got found out. Now he don't have to give her anything. He could just kick her out of Oliver Bonas business. Kick her out the house. He could take the kids. You know, why don't we see mummy? Because your mother is a whore, kids. Okay, Your mum's a whore. Now, hold on. I need to pick up the phone. He's like, hi, Stacey. <laughs> pick up 
picking up the phone to his PA. Like, look, it's nuts. It's nuts. I, I don't understand. I mean, they've been friends since uni and stuff. So maybe it's one of those ones. Maybe it's a thing of, uh, I don't know. It's a thing of Matt's always fancied her. That's the only way I could work it out. Because I looked at pictures of Matt Hancock when he was younger. And, I mean, he wasn't bad looking. But it's not like he's just got older and he's fallen off. Maybe, like, he, he was good looking enough that if he had, like, a talent, women, you'd understand it. Like, if he was like a, in a rock, in a band, like a Spandau Ballet kind of thing. If he was in a band, he's not even old enough to be doing any of that stuff. He's only 42. Can you believe this guy's 42. 42. Like, he just looks like such a weasel as well. Like, like I, if I was Oliver, yeah, Gina's husband, I don't know what I'd do. Like, I'd, I'd do what he did. I'd kick her out. But, I mean, still, it's got a part of you. You're going to be so angry, you're just going to laugh. You're like, Matt Hancock? Really? And she's like, oh, look, I don't know. What she's going to be crying, like, oh, I don't know what happened. I was emotionally vulnerable. And, ah. and he's going to be like, but Matt Hancock. He's going to start listing different guys you could have smashed. Like, what about your personal trainer? What about him? What about the guy who cleans our pool? What about the guy who fixes the car? What about when we was driving to Doncaster and we had to stop at the service station and the guy that worked in the KFC when we got food, popcorn chicken for the kids. What about him? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is it something that maybe they had a little fling when they were at uni and then it's always been there? Like, is it unfinished business? Is it that? I thought maybe it was, uh, you know, he got her the job, flirted with him a bit and now she has to follow up. I don't know. She has to like, pull through with the flirt. You know, you did say you'd make it worth my while, Gina. She's like, oh, vomiting in her mouth. Like, I don't know. But when I saw the front of the sun yesterday, um, they were chilling having dinner together. Matt Hancock's left his wife, um, allegedly. She, she's obviously left her husband. So maybe they're going to get together. Like, I don't see it. But I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But I mean, Gina... I don't, maybe Matt's really funny. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's proper funny. Like, he's just a nice guy to be around. There's, there is something about him that makes you think if he does, if he wasn't running, you know, the flipping, if he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't in charge of the health of this country, um, healthcare in this country, then he may be a funny guy to be around. Like, when he's doing these interviews, there's something about him that's a bit like a guy who's just blagging it a bit. You know what I mean? Like, you know you've got your mate, he ain't done his homework. He hasn't read any of the texts he's meant to read. But the teacher's gone, you, you stand up. Like, he's been talking in the back of the class. He's like, you, stand up. Tell us what we've been talking about. What? Go on. Tell us about osmosis. Or like, tell us, you know what I mean? Just, just pick something in the class. T- tell us about simultaneous equations. And, and he's just still just like, well, uh, dad, I mean, um, look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But now, though, it's odd a bit, it feels a bit odd about the timing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the sun have had it since uh, since May. 
the Dominic Cummings thing happened since then. Now they get now it's come out this video. I, mean, I don't know something like do they if it's your office and you're having something like an affair, sometimes you'd know where your cameras are. Not every camera, but the cameras are evident in the office. They're not meant to be hidden. So it just feels a bit odd that he stood right in line of the camera and then they're kissing right in line of the camera. You know what I mean? Like, is it one of those ones where maybe Gina fancies Matt? She actually does fancy Matt. You know, sometimes people, you just like who you like, innit? Like, you can't show your friends. Are you you single? You're just like, yeah, because you can't show your friends the person you're getting with because you know they'll laugh at you. But they're your type. But it's just, it's a bit, eh. So maybe it was that. She's fancied Matt. Matt's, Matt's obviously over the moon. You've seen his wife, you've seen her. He's gone, oh, I can get with Gina. Come on, Gina. Let's just leave our, leave our partners. And let's be together. And she's like, no, Matt, we, we can't. Look, we can't. And he's just like, please, Gina, please. And then he's concocted, hey, if I get to kiss her in front of camera, I leak it and it all blows up. Then she has to leave him and get with me. And it seems like it's worked out. I think that's it. I think I've cracked it. I think I've cracked it. It's that he fancied her. She fancied him. She did fancy for whatever reason she fancied him. Guilty pleasure. And he's just gone, let's blow this up. So that I can leave my wife and we can be together. She's falling for it. I think that's what's happened but yeah it's nuts it is nuts um but yeah people are upset with matt big hypocrite um but i mean come on guys this this isn't the worst thing he's done while he's been the health secretary like th- it's funny that this was the line this was the line that made the media go nope it's your job's untenable and they say his job's untenable. boris forgave him all the other front benches like more well, publicly came out it's like yeah i mean it's not an issue Whatever, that's his personal life. I'm pretty sure he didn't break any rules. Even though Matt Hancock himself said, I broke rules. You know what I mean? You've actually got your whole team ready to back you. You go, nah, 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 I, I, I did that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I know, it's of all the rules. But I just feel like um, my conspiracy theory is head. That says the timing of it. There's something happening, or, or something that was meant to happen. It's, it's a play. It's like I don't know. Like, are they gonna bring back in lockdown measures again and blame Matt Hancock and the way he ran the department as to say this is why like, they're gonna use him as a scapegoat? So do use him as a scapegoat. He's the patsy of the government. Now he's a patsy. Like whenever something shit happens, they roll out Matt Hancock. So it's Boris delivers the the news and the you know, the the measurements, the restrictions. Boris delivers that. He has, you know, Witty and the other guy. Yeah? The two scientists. Um, he has those two next to him. He delivers the news. Sometimes it's Van Taz, whatever his name is. Th- those guys, they'll deliver, they'll deliver the news. And then the next morning, it'll be Matt Hancock who has to do the interviews. And just face the fire. So he's already like the scapegoat. He's the, he's the patsy of the government. Kind of like what Priti Patel is in the sense of like, um, 
It's hilarious, though. <laughs> Listen to something this morning. Someone's ranting about the government and they're saying, yeah, because Boris done this, you know, uh, Matt Hancock's done this, and Pretty Patel, and whatever he was, they were, like, they were saying about the rules they broke. So it's like, Boris has broken the rules, uh, Matt Hancock's broken the rules, Dominic Cummings broke the rules, Pretty Patel, well, I don't know what she's done. And I was like, there you go. She, she's just there. She's the brown face for the white rage to go towards. That, that's what the Tory government does. They've made a government where we can get away with all this madness and here's a brown face for you to just get your anger off at. But still vote for us, though. See, the rest of us who weren't going to vote for Tories are mad at everyone in the Conservative Party. The ones who don't really vote Conservative, they've got a brown face to be angry at and then they can just focus on voting for the Conservatives. But it's just... Um, yeah, it's quite odd. It's quite odd the timing of it. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe in hindsight we'll see it's something. Maybe it's nothing. Who knows? But um, the only other thing I'm going to talk about this week as well was to see that AJ. AJ has said that you should get the vaccine. And it seems like the internet are trying to kick him out of the race. <laughs> I'm seeing all kinds of slurs being chucked at Anthony Joshua. Calling him a coon, a sellout. Uh, like whole, all these things. What is he meant to say? If he's got if he's got the vaccine himself, why did he not say to other people, yeah, I think we should get it? Like, I get people not wanting to get the vaccine. The vaccine is like, uh, it's like a Brexit issue, isn't it? Where if you've got the vaccine, you tell everyone you've got it. And if you haven't got the vaccine, you just don't talk about it. You just don't, uh, yeah. So everyone's like, yeah, I'm so good, I've got my vaccine. And you're just stood there like, yeah. <laughs> like, you're not getting it. It's no, I don't know anyone who hasn't got the vaccine who talks about it bravely in public. They'll talk about it amongst their group, but they're not talking about it just at work or on the street or anything that they haven't got the vaccine. Mm-mm. They're not saying it. No, 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 no. And um, with this, and 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 anyone who has not got the vaccine, I don't think the issue is particularly. The vaccine being rolled out or the intention of the vaccine. I think everyone I've spoken to is like, no, I get it. Like, if you think it's going to help you, then you should get the vaccine. But I don't think it's going to help me. So that's it. So I would, so I don't think anyone's pushing, not even the government, I don't think anyone's pushing the vaccine for nefarious reasons. I think everyone who's pushing the vaccine really thinks it's the best way to get through this pandemic. Then you could disagree whether it's the best way or not. So to call someone a sellout, coon, all this kind of nonsense, because they've said, yeah, I think we should get the vaccine, it's just so wild to me. It just makes you laugh how people can call Anthony Joshua all these names on the flipping internet. I'd love to see him try to call these names to his face, or more, more than likely to his lower chest, because the guy's like 6'6", six, six, and he'll bang your chin off. Off. You may even break your neck. So it's just, yeah, I just find it mad. That just how fragile membership of the race is. I mean, as to be fair, it wasn't just black people as well. There's lots of just people just calling, just calling him all names. Call him a prick, he's done. He's done out here, fuck him. So all he said is get the vaccine. He didn't even, he wasn't even, a, actually I don't think he said, you should get the vaccine. He just said, like, oh, yeah, I think the vaccine's helpful. But not people just like, get him out of here. 
I don't know, man. The internet's a wild place. The internet's a wild place. But for me, if you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get it. No one's forcing you. No, not currently. If you want to get the vaccine, it's very easy to go get it. Go get it. I don't know what the debate is. I mean, I get, oh, I get the debate if you generally think that people are getting the vaccines fucking out for the rest of them. I get it. And then I guess some people not getting the vaccine really think the vaccine is dangerous because it's untested or under-tested. So I, don't, I just think there's just valid arguments on both sides. There's no need to fall out or literally try to excommunicate someone from the community. You know what I mean? It's just, what are you playing at? Anyway, let's get some dear... Dear Dry, um, how long have we been chatting for? Tell me, tell me, talk to me. 36 minutes, that's good, good, good time. Um, sound like dial up internet. Um, dear Dre, dear um, wow, okay, dear Dre, my wife is refusing to sleep with me until the Euros are over. Dear Deirdre, my wife is on a sex strike because apparently I have become so distracted with the Euros. Why is it such a popular narrative that women want all of your attention? That they have to be top of every chart. What thing do you love doing the most? It has to be something with me. You know what I mean? What's your favourite restaurant you've ever been to? Oh, but you didn't go there with me. Like, it's... I don't know, well, maybe I've just selected well. None of my ex has been like that. Obviously, my wife's not like that. Um, if she was, I would headbutt a wall until I passed out. Um, so, no. It, but it just seems like a really popular narrative. Like, is, is that what most, like, many women are like? It's just not in my experience. But it's this thing of, I have to be your everything. Is that even just a woman thing? Maybe there's guys like that. I've got to be your everything. No. Like, same way, like, for example, sometimes my wife's pissed off about something. Whether it's work, whether it's life, friendships, something in the news, whatever. She's pissed off about something. And she hasn't worked it out yet. But the emotion's there. She knows that I'm a good person to come and talk to if you want to try and work it out. Um, or if it's even worth working out. Sometimes she tells me an issue. I'm like, babe, I don't know why. T- I don't know what the issue is here. Right? But sometimes she doesn't want a solution. She just needs to rant. And sometimes she needs a cheerleader. She needs someone just to get on her side and just go, yeah, fuck those bitches. <laughs> she just needs that. She knows I'm not that guy. I never have been. Never will be that guy who just cheerleads and just gasses you up to be pissed off at someone else. Never. Never, 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 never. And hence why, whenever she does say something like, this person's pissed me off, they're out of order, what do you think? And I go, nah, they've taken the piss there. She's like, see, this is why I know I'm right then, because you said they're taking the piss. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. Look how more valuable my opinion is. But she knows when she wants just a cheerleader, just someone just to get into the stupidity of it all and just go, yeah, they're a bitch. Fuck them. Hate them. What a dick. 
hope this happens to their shoes. Like all that stuff. She knows she's got certain friends. I tell her, just call that person. Call that person. Have your little bitch fest. Then have your friend go too far of the bitch fest. Then you have to dial it back. And through dialing it back, you then see sense. Then talk to me. But I, I'm not there for the bitch fest. Mm-mm, no. Because I know that this person you're bitching about, I'm going to have to see them face to face because you're going to stay friends or stay in contact with this person. So don't, no, no. So, um, so yeah, I just find it odd when these, uh, when these people want to be someone's everything. Like, you just don't provide certain things. Like, for me, if I want to just chill out and watch football, um, my wife isn't my first pick of people to hang out with, to chill out and watch football with. If I'm at home and she wants to watch it, she doesn't mind watching it. She never wants to watch football, but she doesn't mind it being on. All right, fine, I'll sit in the living room. But, no. Anyway. So, yeah. So, I don't know why this woman can't just wait. Yeah, it's three games a day. Now it's two games a day. Games end at 10 o'clock. Do you can either bang before five or bang after 10. It's actually two hours. That's, uh, well, yeah, so... Five till ten, that's five hours of the day. You've got the other 19 hours. You sleep for eight. I guess you work for some as well. It's just one month. Jesus. Grow up. Anyway. Dear, dear, my wife is on sex drive because apparently I've become so distracted with the Euros. I've always been a big football fan, so I'm not sure why my passion has come as such a big surprise to her. She used to watch the football with me and would cheer just as loudly when England scored. I mean, the other summer football was coming home, so it's a different thing, mate. I wonder how long you've been with her for. If you've just been with her since football's coming home, then today. <laughs> she, yeah, you've got false representation of her care for England. My wife stayed consistent. She didn't give a shit, even when football's coming home. She used that time to go to Tesco because it was dead. She picked England matches, and that's when she did her shopping. Fair enough. Never stopped me from going, though. Anyway, um, she used to watch football with me, and she would cheer just as loud when England scored. I have brilliant memories of us hugging and crying together. She's 36, I'm 39. We've been together for 10 years and married for seven. All right, well, I don't know what's happening. But she hardly watches any games now. She hasn't sat down for one England game during this tournament. Well, England would be very boring, mate. Make her sit down for like a Denmark game or something. And prefers to stomp around, sniping about all the jobs she has to do. Right? Are you not pulling your weight then? Are you literally like, you know what I mean? Is the house an absolute bomb site? And you're like, but, but Germany are playing hungry, babe. You're like, you know what I mean? Because I get it. If you don't like football, like there's, there's different levels of non-football fans, right? Like my, my wife, uh, my sister... They're the level fan where they're just like, actually no, my wife's more towards my mum. So my mum's just like, you like football, that's your thing. I don't care. That that's that, that's my mum. She, she and she has a more of a grip of, oh, there's going to be a lot of football on now because it's the Euros. That that's my mum understands that, but it's it's not. She doesn't care. Like she used to watch me play football when I was younger. But I think that's more, she was happy to see her son and his friends doing something. Um, now, my sister is on the other end where it's just like, she knows that football, she's not that oblivious. She knows football's on. 
but she won't know like what how many games there are, when the games when it's going to end, um, how teams are really doing. She has a weird dreams and premonitions about who's going to win it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then she doesn't all. But if I was watching a game and it wasn't England or it wasn't Tottenham, she's like, why are you watching this team? That's what she does. Like, why watch this team? And she's a hypocrite because she loves netball and she'll watch like any netball game. But she's like, why watch this team? Neither of these teams are even English. Why are you watching this? That That's her. Whereas Naomi's in between the two. Whereas it's like, football's your thing. Okay, I don't care. There's like, hold on, you've been watching football literally all day. Like, is it really on all day? Yeah, it is. Are you sure? Like, are you lying? No, I'm not. It's really on all day. Oh, okay. Well, could you like put the bin out? <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're just not doing your thing, if you're not doing the things you're meant to do around the house uh, and you're watching games where your wife's just like, I don't even understand the significance of this game. You know, you said you've got to make dinner and I am flipping starving. Then, yeah, I understand why she's pissed off. Let's see that. Um, so we have two children aged six and four I'd love all of us to enjoy the tournament as a family but she simply won't relax and then the kids start running around and interrupting uh, last week uh, I got crossed with the eldest like mate you sound like you're losing control I was with you at the beginning but you now shout at your six year old for what not caring about football they're six anyway last week I got crossed with my eldest who kept pestering me for my phone during the game mate they're a six-year-old. Anyway, um, the last time I made a move on my wife, um, it ended in disaster and she put a sex ban on me because apparently I've been so selfish she can't bear to be near me. Now, I'm kind of sorry with your wife. I don't know why you're shouting at your six-year-old who wanted to use your phone. That's what kids are interested in. Um, she's never pulled anything like this before. Our sex life is normally really good at least twice a week. We know each other's bodies inside and out and how to satisfy one another. But this time, as I started stroking her bum, she pointedly took my hand off and turned to face away from me. I'm starting to feel sexually frustrated already. Apparently, I keep messing up plans because I say I can't go out when I realise there is a good game on. See, this is your issue, mate. What you need to do, you need to actually look at the fixtures, work out what games you want to watch or need to be watching. Yeah? And then make plans around that. Football's not even on every day anymore. So you can really plan between. Now, I'm not gigging any day that football's on. Accidentally. Completely accidentally. But I managed to be in for when football's on. Right? So when football's not on and I'm not gigging, I then have to think about something to do with my wife. Now, granted, that means she's come kind of third in the list there. But she knows it's for a month. So... And then when I'm not doing stuff like that, I just do other things. Like she doesn't know. I've gone shopping today. That's not a pat on the back thing, but it's we didn't discuss it. I just went shopping and bought stuff for the house. Never discussed it. But it's my house too, so I've got to kind of get stuff for it. I live here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um so it's stuff like that. Like you got to plan your day better. I know there's two games on today that I want to watch at five and eight. So I've made sure that I've got some shit done in the day. That means that when it comes to five and eight, and she goes, oh, you're just sitting here watching football. It's like, look, I've taken the bins out. Okay, I've been shopping. I've tidied up. Let me watch football. But what happens is, as men, we go, we just faff around all day or do other stuff that we want to do in the day. 
because you've got to watch football. And when football's on, your wife comes home and the place is a state and you've had all this time to do this other stuff. You're like, well, I mean, I was, I was listening to music and I was listening to this podcast and I was doing this. Now I don't really have time to do this other shit that you want me to do because football's on. It's going to piss them off. It's like, I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, so apparently I keep on messing up plans because I say I can't go out when I realise there is a good game on. And she says she's sick of looking after the children on her own. Yeah, mate, you're, like, you're shouting at your six-year-old and want to play with your phone. My older sister has children. Their family all managed to enjoy the game together. I wish we could do the same. Guarantee there's balance. There's balance. They get all the stuff done in the house that needs to be done. I'm telling you. Your wife would want to sit down. He was like, listen, babes, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to get dinner ready. Yeah, you you bath the kids. You know what I mean? If it was that, I'll get dinner ready, you bath the kids, da, 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 and then we can sit down and watch the game. She's going to be like, oh, okay. But I bet that's not what's happening. I guarantee that's not what's happening. I know it. I know it. Anyway, it's been such an awful year. I'd hope she would be happy that I've got something to enjoy and look forward to. I was really looking forward to watching the games with her. Yeah, mate, listen. I've, I've, you haven't said anything that, you know, anything else around it, but I just feel like you're probably not pulling your weight around the house, around other parts of the relationship. And you think that the Euros is your time to do the family stuff, which is, it could be, but you just got to do the other stuff around it, man. That's it. It's the, uh, the, the less you do day to day, it's the grander the gestures have to be between. It's like um, volcanic eruptions. Yeah, frequency and magnitude. It's what happened with volcanic eruptions, yeah? The more frequent, so what that is, is the more frequently uh, a volcano uh, erupts, the lower the magnitude of the explosion. Same as earthquakes. Whereas if it happens regularly, it's effectively lower magnitude, but if it happens infrequently, the magnitude is massive. So when it comes to gestures, the gestures have to be huge if you're not just keeping up with the day-to-day stuff. Well, if you're just keeping up with the day-to-day stuff, then uh, just little, little thing of flowers. Now and then it's just like, oh my God, that's so nice, because you're doing all the other stuff as well. But when you're just doing nothing, that's when you have to be putting out, hey, secret holiday, bam! Because I haven't washed dishes in two months. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've got to just keep up with the day-to-day. Okay, with the day-to-day. Right, let me just give uh, a uh, Okay, I'm just recording pod. Because she will call me uh, and mess up the recording. Just recording pod. Right. Right, uh, right, next one, next one, next one, next one. Uh, keep it to yourself. How do I tell my friend I don't want to hear about her affair? Tell her, shut up, Kathy, you're boring. Um, dear Deirdre, one of my oldest friends is having an affair and I'm feeling increasingly uncomfortable with the intimate details she shares with me. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Allow me to turn a blind eye. But if I, each time I turn, you keep on putting the thing in front of me in the new direction, I'm, I'm then I'm just going to have to tell someone. Uh, but I don't be involved in your, in your horrible games you're playing. Okay? No. Leave me out of it. Anyway, uh, we've known each other for 20 years and worked for a big insurance broker. 
She's 53, I'm 51, our husbands get on well. Ah, oh, man. And we've always gone out as a force. And oh, man. So, nah, see, you've, that's out of order. Like, if you're cheating on, your friend's cheating on her, on her husband, but she's cheating on the foursome as well. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to know who you're going to tell about this thing. Like, I, I would hate to be that guy. So, what, no, you're cheating on your, my mate is cheating on his wife. And him, his wife, me and my wife all hang out. He's, you know what I mean? No, you've got to keep that from me. No, I don't have to lie to my wife and lie to your wife. Like, if I'm just a colleague of yours, don't really know your wife, don't really know your family, your family don't know mine, and you want to tell me about your, you know what I mean, your nastiness, then please tell me. I will go to the pub with you and drink and hear all your wild stories but oh yeah well then what did she do really nice and what hotel did you go to all right i'll be all there i'll be the devil on your shoulder going yeah mate i mean that's crazy because i'm not invested in your relationship but if we're a foursome do not tell me that shit no treat me as if i'm your wife's brother but even then i i do know of some guys who uh Literally, brother-in-laws. So married to... So one was married to the sister. Yeah? Of the of the other guy. So they're brothers and brother-in-laws. Yet, uh, when they go out, it's rings off. And it's see no evil, hear no evil. You know, no snitching. Do what they want. Madness. But some people just have those... Boundaries, man. Like some people, it's like if you cheat on X or whatever the girl is in their, fa- the woman is in their family, their sister, their their daughter, whatever. Uh, is yeah, it's over. They're coming for you. But other people, just like I remember, I had one ex whose uncle pulled me to one side because I like you, you know. He goes, "Here's the thing." He goes, "Man's mad," and this is, and he starts talking about his life and how many kids he's got. He's got a kid here and kid here and whatever. And he goes, look, man is man. You do what you need to do, yeah? And if I see you and you're doing something, I will turn a blind eye. Because this was him saying, because he liked me. He will turn a blind eye. But he goes, but if you ever lay a hand on her, then I'm coming for you. I swear to God, this is what this man said to me. He's one of my exes. He said, uh, her uncle said this to me. I was just like, that? It's fucking metal. <laughs> I was like, you can have that in your head. You can't tell me that. That's nuts. And I was like, okay. I mean, I, I'm not sure if this is some kind of double test where you're trying to see how excited I am about this news to know if I'm going to cheat. I don't know what you're doing here. But I was like, okay, thanks. Kind of, uh, all right. I was like, I, I, I don't need, I think I said to our card, I don't need you to do that. That's cool. He said, no. He said, no, no, no. Listen, man is man. You don't know how long you're going to be together for. And, and you know, so I was just like, okay. Oh, all right. Mm. Nuts. And it's funny because all of her family's like, oh, I saw her uncle was talking to you. Was he giving you like the warning? And I was like, uh, I don't think it's the warning you think he was giving me. <laughs> Ah, oh, dear. So that's mean. Different people have their different boundaries, man. But uh, yeah. Now, for me, if I'm if I'm investing in your relationship, 
Like that, like you're not just my mate. Because, yeah, if you're just my mate, I can, you know, and your your wife is actually, you're just my, you're my friend's wife. I, yeah, okay. I understand why you might be telling me I'm your friend. But if we're a foursome, we're all tightly knit, it's okay to keep me out of the loop. You know, when it all blows up and you say to me, hey, Darren, I need to speak to you about it. I'm like, cool, you, you can talk to me about it. Because I can't have my wife go, did you know about this? And I'm like, no. Just fully lying. No, don't have me involved in this shit. Anyway, uh, 10 years ago, I discovered, 10 years, 10 years ago, I discovered she was having an affair with another colleague, but I decided it was none of my business. So we carried on as before. But around five years ago, she started to tell me how he, how this hot, how hot this colleague was in bed, divulging very intimate details. That's five years. So you had five years of just awkward chats and you haven't said it once. They're shut up. So she, so she also admitted her husband didn't satisfy her sexually, which has made it even more awkward. But I'm really struggling now as my husband has been diagnosed, as my husband has been diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. I don't want to hear about her infidelity when I might lose my husband, who I love very much. How can I handle this? Tell her to shut her mouth. That's what you need to do. Very easy. So shut up. It's just weird. I don't. It's communication between women is never straightforward. Just shut up. I think what as men, right? We get so like, why are women so confusing? Blah blah blah. Because when a woman wants to talk to you, yeah, when a woman's in the right and she wants to talk to you, she comes like a fucking crown prosecutioner. She's got the evidence set out. The argument's very clear, concise, yeah, very logical, and you literally are banged to rights. Yeah, so it's just no messing. So you know all the equipment's there. She's got all the skill set to do this. But yeah, when it comes to their friends, oh, I don't know how to say her. Because no, you don't understand because what it's like, because it's like her. It's like, what? What are you talking about? I know you. If this was me, you told me to shut my face. But now it's your friend who's treated you like an arsehole. You're like, oh, but I don't know. Uh, uh. <laughs> so just tell your friend who wants to tell you about cheating on her husband. Shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. But what if she doesn't like me now? So what? If she doesn't understand that your husband's got cancer and you want to focus on that rather than her bullshit, then she ain't your friend. That simples. Right, last one. Uh, <clears throat> this is mad. This is mad. Uh, finders, no keepers. My son won't tell the police he's lost his friend's drugs, drug money. That, that sounds normal. Why would he say he even had the drug money? Why'd you bring it up? Anyway. Oh, unless this friend who's friend in air quotes is now looking for that money and is going to do a madness to your son. So you're like, go to the police. It's like, yeah, here's the thing though. You can't really go to police when you've committed the crime. That is the definition of snitching for me. Like if, if, I, if I've taken drug money and then I lose it, I can't go to police. Be like, oh, someone's threatening me. Why? Because... I basically lost their drug money. Okay, Mr. Griffiths, you're being nicked. 
for possession of proceeds of under possession of proceeds of uh, under possession oh, I said under the proceeds of crime act you're being nicked. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't go to the police with that. If someone... Yeah, anyway, let's see. Dear dude, my son has been acting strangely for weeks, hiding in his room and being on edge. I finally got to the bottom of it. He's been looking after drug money for a friend, thousands of it, and he says it's been stolen. Jesus! Yeah, so he needs to tell that friend, not the police. I'm 57. Uh, I'm 57, a woman, and my son is 25. He insists... He needs to pay back this so-called friend. That is the only way out for him. It is the only way out for him. Um, I've tried to encourage him to go to police. No. Uh, but he says he'd be seen as a grass and punished. He will. You end up with his asshole kicked through his mouth. Um, my son reckons he was looking after 30 to 40,000 pounds. Oh, my God. And it went missing from under his bed. How? Uh, who, who's... If I've got 40 grand of a madman's money stashed in my room, no one's coming in my room. No one. Not even Naomi's allowed in that room. No. I was just tidying up. Do not tidy up this room. (laughs) No one. No one's allowed in there. No one. So your room, nah. No, 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 no. What you need to do, mum, is help him work out who stole it. Who's been in this room and work that out? And then you tell your son to go to the man. So the man go, this guy stole your money. And we're going together to sort it out. Listen, you can't be in the criminal underworld and then try to come into the legal overworld. Yeah? Because you got into trouble. That isn't how it works. You've now started playing this game. You can't leave the game. You can only leave the game as you left it. Everything balanced. Now it's completely unbalanced because there's a man who's owed money and you can't leave the game now. You need to get him his money back. If it means you take 30 grand of legitimate money and pay the guy back and then you have to... Now you can leave the criminal world and go, right, I'm now in the legal world and I'm 30 grand in debt. <laughs> like, whatever it is, you need to get this man this money. Police are not the answer. Police will not protect you here. Uh, my son reckons he was looking after 30, 40k anyway, missing uh, from under his bed. It just doesn't add up. We haven't had any sign of breaking and, and only one other person has a key to the house. Me. My son has made some bad decisions in life, but this is on another level. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, though. What could have happened is uh, your son's been set up because that's the way to get people into gangs. I know that much, right? So what the deal is, um, for example, I let's say I'm a, I'm a big bad boy drug dealer and I see some kids around the area and I want them in on the gang. I need them to work for me. So I say, hey, look, here's a little deal for you, man. Just take this bag to somewhere. And then they're going to give you another bag. Don't look in the bag. Alright? And you just and I'm coming for that bag they give you tomorrow. So that person goes. And in that bag, they know it's drugs in there because they've had a look. Who isn't going to look? And then they get the bag back and there's money in that bag. Brilliant. Then what do I do? I send someone round to rob them of the money. 
So now, you're like, shit, shit, shit. Oh, you money. Oh, no. Oh, what do I do? And you're now panicking. You're in this guy's position. You come to me and you say, oh, damn, I'm sorry, sorry. Someone took the money. I'm like, that was 20 grand. I need that 20 grand. Now I threaten to beat the shit out of you, do a madness to your mum, whatever. Like, I do what? You're working for me. You're working off that 20 grand. And you're like, oh my God, this is such a good deal because you're not going to do a madness to my mum or kick my arsehole through my mouth. Thank you. And now you're in. So maybe that's what's happened here. But, yeah. I don't know what's out of 30k, but sadly, you might have to say bye to your son. The police... Uh, no, they're not going to help him. Unless he really does have... You better have some information. Real information on them. Anyway, people. That is the end of the pod. I can't think of anything else to say about it. All right? Uh, that's it, man. Um, here's one more thing, though. Go, uh, go to um, my website. Get tickets for Saturday. Banter Bash. Uh, showcase at Top Secret is Saturday afternoon. Uh, I think the tickets are free. I think they're free. Um, if they're not, they're going to be like £5 at the most. It'll be me, Kazim, Jamal, Fido Huff, and someone else because Jay's only been exposed to COVID, so he has to isolate. Idiot! Anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. Peace. <laughs>